Coming live from San Antonio, Texas is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Jason Pike, author of the book, A Soldier Against All Odds, a decorated combat veteran with multiple deployments, served 31 years in the U.S. Army, including nine years overseas in five countries. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, AJ, I'm very honored to be on your show, especially coming from India. So, yeah, I really appreciate it. Let's get on with the conversation, AJ. Yeah, you are welcome to the show. You are welcome to India, and I'm sure a lot of people will benefit in, get inspired from your story, you know, you are the man, the soldier against all odds. So my first question to you, Jason, is you are a very humble man. You don't call yourself a hero. Uh, you know, almost refuse, but you say the heroes are the ones who didn't come home. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. Yes, correct. I just can't think of myself as a hero. Uh, there's other people that were left behind. And to me, uh, I made it somehow. God was in my uh, shoes. Uh, somehow he was looking over me. And so uh, now I'm still I write a book. I'm happy about my book. It just went the number one national bestseller in the category of army memoirs. AJ. Yeah. Right, right. I, I just want Wanted to, you know, understand the feeling. It's not an easy feeling to bear and to live with when you are back home and so many are not. And and for a soldier, it is it, this can be only understood by soldiers. Others can perhaps, you know, give respect and do whatever they can, by whether be it politicians, be it anybody, be it the general public. But the, at the end of the day, it is only a soldier who will understand his friends he didn't. Uh, they didn't never came back now in terms of, and the life life back home is also not so easy sometimes it can be you know it can be difficult like yours and a soldier has to not only fight outside enemies but sometimes uh, a lot of things around him or her and sometimes with within himself because that is where the strength actually comes out that's what your story is all about jason but first to understand your story of grit and determination and in succeeding against all odds is that how did you get into the army in spite of your, you know, people were predicting, listen, you have this, uh, these problems and, uh, and uh, uh, all, all the physical problems and whatever it is. And then you are still able to get into the army at an early age of 17. And then you lasted there for 31 years. 10 months, if I'm correct. 31 years, 10 months. That's right. That's correct. Uh, how did I get into the Army with all these problems? Not, not only intellectual problems that have been verified by professionals, but also physical problems. I had a bone disease. And this was diagnosed uh, when I was age nine. The, uh, the learning problem, the learning disability, which I never, I still have, uh, that was identified when I was seven years old. Now, and I had to work through these things and I had to compensate around them. Now, for the physical problem, I'll just be honest with you. I just, I lied to the army and I said, I'm fine. And they accepted me and they said, okay. Now, the question you might have is how about the entrance exam? 
you just can't get into the army without showing some sort of competency level on a written test. That's a mystery to me. I don't know how I passed it, but I, I and I didn't go in. I went into the reserves first, which was a little bit lesser. Or, and, I, and I got into the National Guard and then eventually I went on active duty. But yes, I kind of got in there. I, I just squiggled in there. And uh, but uh, once I got in there, I wanted to stay because I thought that was the only option that I had in life. And so that's what I did. Right, right. So to understand from you the lure of the army, the the passion to be in the army, what, what what was it? You were very young. And what made you go for the army itself? Well, obviously, even if you uh, said not all things correctly to them, but ultimately they have to do their medicals. And army medicals are, 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 are a very difficult one in their own manner. So that's up to them. I can say, if, even if I say that I can run the fastest, I have to prove it and, and in, the, in the army medical. So finally, you made it and I, I would give that whole credit to you uh, to be uh, starting from the reserves. Is that uh, what was the passion about? Why I want to ask is that uh, in spite of knowing that you had certain challenges, you had a passion towards a particular thing. A lot of people have disadvantages in whatever they do, either looking for a particular uh, area of work, either looking for in terms of entrepreneurship, in starting a business. And many a times what happens is that people look at the disadvantages, what they don't have, and don't look at what they actually have and what it is that they can utilize it to make, uh, make something out of the life that they want to live. So what was your motivation? What was your passion uh, uh, in terms of army? but in a way towards the life that you wanted to choose for yourself. Where I came from in the United States, in the Southern United States, it's very patriotic to join the military. And, and also where I was coming from is if you're not really good for college, you can join the military. So to me, I'm either going to college, which was identified that you really can't do that, and so I said, well, I'll join the military. But even in the military, if you go up the ranks, you need college. So once I got into the military, I went through so much hell in the basic training of the military that I figured at the age of 17 that I could do anything, even go to college. My, my high school counselor directly told me not even to go to college and my SAT, my entrance exam scores to college prove it. I had to go from the bottom in college up to a junior college. So, yeah, it was patriotism and it was what, you know, you either have college or you have the military. And so I chose the military, but that led to other opportunities that I exploited and went forward with. Right, right. That That's good. That's good. And, you know, but, but tell me one thing, Jason. Uh, all, all those things put in together, how did these 30 service awards and badges, it's not a small thing. 30, it means 31 years in service, plus 10 months, and then 30 service badges and awards. It's not a small thing. How can one get into something which they perhaps think they lack about something? And they are not just happy to be surviving there, but excelling. It, it's in other areas of life too. People can learn about that uh, that sort of stuff to excel 
in whatever situation or whatever work that they are given? Well, I had a lot of time to get those 30 service awards. And also I went at any type of volunteer activity, whether it be going to a El Salvador or Korea or to get an extra piece of training. I always volunteer for extra training and extra stuff, things that I could do. And um, so those service awards built up over time and I was volunteering to try to get any type of training that I possibly could get. Uh, and so, and also any deployment or, uh, or, or, you know, job, even outside of my lane, I would, I would, I would get into other jobs that were not even assigned to me to show that I was, you know, well-rounded throughout the army. And so that just came through. That's how that, that's how that happened. Yeah. Right. Right. So first part is that, you know, the passion, the determination, and then now let's talk about survival. Army can be very tough first, the training itself, and though it prepares you for everything, it does not, you know, every day is a new day and you've got to keep that mental strength. How did you, you know, because you had five overseas deployments also and 31 years is not a small time. You were, you know, you multiple deployments outside the country and at difficult locations. And as you say, you saw the good not so very good and very, very ugly also. So how did you keep that that good frame of mind? I know it's such a difficult thing, but how did you continue to do that? What inspired you? What motivated you? Because after, you know, many, many people then just, you know, leave in between and go for something which is much more compatible or much more, uh, uh, I, uh, maybe I, if I can say some easy way, out of the army. Yeah, so I would volunteer for deployments and I would I would I was a positive thinker. I grew up with a dad my 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 book is dedicated to my father because he was an optimist. Uh, we we think positive and I would just I was like climbing a ladder. There, there's a little children's book called The Little Engine That Could and it's a positive thinking book for kids but my book is a raw real life military book of the little engine that could and every little success built on itself itself so even when i had some problems i would look at my success and you know at the same time it was just a little bit of this a little bit of that and uh, a lot of those badges and awards occurred by going overseas and doing this and i thought also this was the only thing that I could probably win at because I hadn't fired from two civilian jobs as a reserve person. And I was just saying, this is my, this is what I've got to succeed at. If I don't succeed at this, I I'm going to have some problems. So that thought was in my mind. Right. Right. Now let's come to the book itself. What is it that led to, uh, led to you to write, this particular book, A Soldier Against All Odds. And, and you know, what, what? why did you become an author at all? What was, is there a, is that what you wanted to be? Or is it that there was a story you found, you knew that it was your own story and you need to share it with the world? Well, throughout my life, uh, everybody was wondering, asking a question, how did you, someone like you, do all of this? So the question was, how would somebody like dummy like you 
how can you achieve all this? And that question was in my mind. And, and my father was a storyteller. And I thought, if I can just get both things, if I can, if I can try to explain how I did it, I could give inspiration and hope and survival to other people. And then at the same time, I'm giving honor to my father. And it was like knocking out two birds with one stone. Now, as far as being an author, my worst bottom worst subject is English. Reading and writing are my worst subjects. So I had people, I had somebody help me with my book, okay? And so um, I am not a great writer, I'll tell you that. But you have a lot of good books have people behind the scenes that do things. And that's what I did. I had to get some help with it. And so uh, like storytelling, this is a storytelling thing. And uh, so I'm very happy about this book uh, very much. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, this has probably been one of the most difficult things that I've done in my life is just writing the book. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how that happened. It was a question of like, how, how did you do this? Even my father says, son, 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 how, do you, how did you do all this? And uh, a lot of the people, a lot of people around me wondered why. It, it, getting into trouble, survival, inspiration, and just keeping on, keeping on to keep on going. Yeah, that's, that's why I did it. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Failing in the first grade, repeating that, and and then becoming an author and inspiring not only with your own with your story, but also with the with the book itself. Now, what is it in the book? Why why a soldier against all odds? What is it that you want to convey? You also talk about you know how uh, how not so well you were treated at one point in time by the very place that you spent so many years had 30 badges and awards means this can be very very difficult at the mm -hmm. same place where you earn yes earn so much of respect and at the same place you are not getting the amount getting the amount of respect that you have always got so it can be a very difficult situation in life and it has happened with a with a lot of people even for you know steve jobs he that's company he founded he had to he had to move out of that company and later on he came in and all. But that was on the business part. And army, it is a much, much more difficult thing, much more emotional thing. And sometimes, you know, uh, you it is very difficult to remain insane by seeing the very supervisors, your seniors, and not being so good to you, uh, where, whereas you have brought so much of name to the very place. So help us understand this backdrop. Okay. And then, which actually made you... Uh, write this book and had a strong reason to name it a soldier against all odds. Yes. Uh, we, we looked at, once we put my life down on a sheet of paper and we looked at it, that, there was so many things that happened. There was arrests, uh, law enforcement against all odds, getting out of trouble, making mistakes, failing courses, various things that I just got through with grit and persistence. Now, with the story about the situation where my seniors, and I was a senior person, we call that in the military, well, we call that in the United States being thrown under the bus. Another term is called ghost lighting. Um, we all, uh, it, I, was in a, I was a high official in the military, a lieutenant colonel, and I didn't get along with some particular people uh, on a professional basis. I was not in their click. I was not in their group. And I found myself facing a federal investigation 
of false charges that were just totally bullshit bogus. Um, the, how that developed is when I went, I, I was assigned in South Korea and I just didn't get along with some particular heavyweights um, and they did not like that. We all, I think we've all experienced something uh, backstabbing or talking behind your back, but at th this was at a different level. This is, was, I went under a false, I went under a federal investigation of subversion and espionage against the U.S. government, which was totally nothing false. What it was is they threw uh, complaints in a hotline. Now in the military, we have hotlines. A hotline is a way to communicate to officials that something bad is happening or might be happening. It could, it could, in my case, it was subversion against the U.S. government, but it could be sexual uh, deviancy. It could be anything, suicide. It could be any type of situation. They have these various anonymous channels of communication. Well, there I was, and I was facing the wind. I had to, I had a criminal investigation division of the U.S. Army. I had military intelligence of the U.S. Army. Uh, they went in and interviewed me and my commander and were going to charge me or they wanted to see if I was doing anything bad against the military. And I said, no, I am not doing anything at all. And I said, this is total bullshit. I told them. And they said, well, do you want a, a lawyer, an attorney? I says, yes. So I got a military attorney to, to talk to. And what they did basically for the next two years is play games, um, uh, various phone call, computer crashes, various people following me around, trying to get something on me, which nothing ever happened. But it really brought me with a lot of anxiety. I thought that this is the only successful place I've ever and I thought I might be thrown out again from the military. And I was a senior guy. And I think sometimes in organizations, at least I know where I was at, I never knew this happened. I never knew that your people can also, you know, go another way and sort of play other games uh, through these channels, these hotlines. And that's what happened. And at the end of the day, I went to my lawyer, I went to my attorney and he told me, he said, just watch your back. They're going to try to get something on you. And nothing ever happened, but it caused a lot of problems with me, you know, psychologically, anxiety and things, and to the family, because I'm part of the family. And uh, uh, what happened was, and also what I was very angry about is that after I left Korea and went back to the United States, no one told me they were sorry about it. No one told me that this was done. It just went away. It just, one of the, some of these things just go away. And, it, and it, there was a lot of things in that chapter that are very difficult to explain. It's called third times charm. There were other things that happened with the senior, senior people and the games being played. It was the only time in my 31 years that I got a negative evaluation. But I do think people were important were looking out for me. And at that time, they did not know where to assign me. They did not know what to do with me <laughs> because they heard all this stuff. Now, it's supposed to be secret, but people talk that and it does get out to other officials and they get a little bit nervous and they don't know where to put me and things of that nature. And uh, that's kind of what happened there. And it was a very, very difficult time, especially when you're a senior person. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how that went down. Yeah. Right. Right, Jason. So two things during that 
difficult period and you know a lot of people who are in difficult situations especially uh, in the places especially when they have been you know very very respected at that same place that things are not very good for them so two things here one is that as a soldier you are tough mentally tough but you are not prepared for things like this that it's like you know you call or oh, they they all call me our brothers and all that stuff and and, and you you die by you are ready to die by people by your side your friends your comrades but here it's a different sort of a battle altogether and you just don't know who the enemy is it is just some either you can say the ego the vindictiveness or maybe just somebody doesn't like the way one wants to see the world and you know and 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 they have to tolerate people who are uh, who think differently and so one is how do uh, how did you get the mental strength from uh, for this fight what would you like to tell people who are you know fighting places for their you know dif- different places for their dignity second thing is where do you seek help from what if, because it's very difficult to find friends uh, even within friends in these situations because everybody wants to take care of themselves and, and and also the military services that not everybody can speak out like they can do in a civilian life so how do you seek help in such a situation or such an environment well i i i would at that time i was very strong but it did knock me down and uh i had built up a lot of grit and resiliency to that point and it it was a different knock it was a different knock to me i never seen before i never heard of before and um i had to go seek mental health counseling um at a uh, at a at a facility there in south korea i had to hold on to my family and find and then you think who really are your friends you have to think about that and who to talk to you've got to express it even then it's still difficult it's very difficult even then and I would exercise and um, I, it, it, I did it and it, it was a survival situation, uh, mostly mentally. And also your trust in the institution has been reduced. And there and you get I had also feelings of paranoia. I had various feelings of sadness, paranoia, fear. Sometimes I felt guilty. Sometimes I felt mad. I thought I did something wrong and I was wondering Am I the bad person here? I don't know what I did wrong. And, but it wasn't, you could go, we have in the military, we have chaplains. I did go talk to the chaplain as well. And so these are very, uh, so you have to figure out who you really, uh, who, who you can trust to express, to get your, maybe to get your, gain your confidence back. Because I had, I had a whole series of accomplishments and this was the only time I faced something like that. And, um, uh, it, it took me a long time to even talk about it like I'm doing right now with you. That chapter in my life was the most difficult chapter to write about. We're trying to write it to a person or express it. I've got the audio to someone who can. I, it, it's one of those. It's a tough time. And I think that if you can just stay in that fight, it's mostly a mental fight. If you know, if you know you're doing things right, if you know you're right, you're right. If the attorney, the attorney says, well, if you ain't doing anything, they ain't got nothing on you, but they can still follow you around and they can still play games on you because they, that's their job. They have already had a complaint. Uh, and so they, they want to go check that. They're just doing their job of just make sure that you're being, you know, loyal and a good soldier. And, um, 
it is a difficult time to know. And I, I kind of knew who was behind it, but I could not go to them and fight them because if I did that, if I did that, then they would have more on me if I did that. So we, I was at a high level where you can't do those things. And, um, and you've got to fight that because you just want to get angry and you want to hit something or do something bad. But you can't do that because then they have the upper hand and you want to stay ethical and moral and do the best you can. And if you've got a lot of anxiety, it's really difficult for you to do your job. I think if you're in one of those situations, I could not do it at the time because I was so strung out, is to write the details. The details tell the truth. Who, what, when, where, why. Write it down on a sheet of paper and possibly give it to someone important that you trust that can maybe look at it differently. But um, it, it, it was a very difficult time. I did not know what to do at that time. And I just I just stayed the course. I just stayed the course and left. I left Korea. I just stayed the game. A lot of you civilians might wonder, why can't you just leave? Why can't you just go and go to another job or get out? Well, we got a lot of benefits in the military and you just don't want to give them all away by because right. of one little situation. So that's kind of how that played out. And I, I grew up never quit anyway. So I had to, I had to think of my father and think of my father. He would say, don't quit, just stay. And that's what I did. Yeah. Don't quit. Yeah. Stay. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Who is this uh, book for Jason? Who, and what, what can they learn out of it? Now, now that that book has been written, it's, it's getting all, all the good names from everywhere is that uh, what can people learn from this book? And who is this for, as I asked? This is for anybody. Uh, we, wrote, we wrote this for anybody that wants uh, inspiration and hope, no matter what phase of life they're in. Could be young, could be older. It could, it's also a little bit of humor. I, put a, I, humor, I have a humor, it's kind of funny. There's a lot of also funny stories in there. There's some serious stories, but this is also about life. I, uh, this is for anybody who's going through some tough times or anybody who just wants to have inspiration. So uh, this book is a setup differently. It's not just blood and guts. So a lot of mil military memoirs are blood and guts. The, yes, I did go to Afghanistan, but that was just a small part of my career. I did go to war. But this is about a life in uniform. The love, this jealousy, it's... All the very, it's anger, it's war, it's fighting, it's, it's happiness. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a life in uniform. And, and I put it from a perspective of a humble person. And I was always, I felt always blessed to go up to these ranks because I was not supposed to do that according to the experts. And I did it. And uh, so it's for anybody who wants to see, well, maybe my child is a little different, but how would, how can I raise my child? Maybe it would be for someone who's going through tough times in their midlife and they want to have something else to look at. It's audio. I'm the audio. I'm the narrator. I'm the author. And it's about struggle and life struggles, but in a military uh, perspective. But it's also I did very well overall, but it's everybody has their struggles. But I come out from a senior person and tell you vomit I, my issues. But also, you'll see that I'm successful by just staying in the course, never quitting. And that's kind of how it's developed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jason, can you uh, hold that book for the audience, please? So that they can 
a a soldier it's a blue book a a soldier against all odds it's uh it's on amazon author narrator it's on audiobook it's on audible and it's from the life age 17 up to age 48 and uh I think it's a little different because it's not a blood and guts and it's a, it's set up a little bit differently and it's in a very simple English form. Uh, and we, you know, the, it's a very honest, a raw, it's a raw form. And, uh, so yeah, it's on jasonpike.org, jasonpike.org. And, um, the, so there's been over 90 reviews and, uh, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it. There's not a lot of authors that also are the narrator. So I had to figure out all that stuff. And that was probably the most, I would say this book was the most challenging thing I've done. Uh, I went to the hospital because I almost died because of this book. It's in the testimony here because it, it gave me a lot of flashbacks, a lot of anxiety. And uh, it, it was it's sort of a, it was a difficult process for me to go through and to see all these things that I did and survived, but also to tell you to give my vulnerability and trust in the population that it will come away and people will say, Hey, it's, you know, you're worthy, you're good. And, so that was hard to do. It's hard to tell you deep, dark secrets. It's very difficult to do. Uh, I'm older now and uh, I can look back now. And uh, so that's that's kind of where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So uh, those people who would want to be in touch with you to know more about you, how can they do that? How can they be connected with you? Oh, uh, yeah. Jasonpike.org. Jasonpike.org. I'm on Facebook. I'm on various little things I'll send out to you. Uh, but yeah, that's where you, on Amazon, Amazon, you'll get the book and the audio book, but the jasonpike.org is like, I'm on Facebook, Jason Pike on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So you can find a lot of those things uh, there and we'll send those things out for you to get. And uh, yeah, you can stay in touch. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. My last question to you, Jason, is that, you know, having, seen life so closely and fighting all through your life, winning against all odds. Now, how do you see uh, this life when you look back? And secondly, what is it that you seek for yourself now? I look at what I did is, oh my God, I can't believe what I did when looking back. At the time, I was blessed just to do what I did. I thought I'm just one, one thing after the other. And one damn thing at the, at the time when I was going through all this stuff, I'm thinking, what? My mother, my mother always said, son, why can't you just be a normal person? I said, I don't know. I can only be me. That's the only, that's who I am. I'm just me. And uh, I wish that I, I wish I was normal like everyone else, but I'm not. So, no, I, what I'm, what I'm doing now is for, we're looking at another book uh, for veterans uh, and it's not going to, it's going to be, get your benefit. It's going to be looking at, it's a self, it's a self-help guide to getting your military benefits. So it's more, but in a natural storytelling way, it's not, uh, it's going to be exciting, but it's going to be mostly for U.S. military people getting out and how to go through the bureaucracy of the Veterans Administration to get your benefits. So it's more of a self-help guide with my storytelling style and things. So, uh, but this book right here is for anybody in the world. <laughs> this could be for, because we all have our challenges. So this is a, everything for everybody in the world. So uh, that's what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm expressing just like you're helping me. I'm, I'm learning to express myself 
on podcasts. I did not talk this way a year ago. I had to work on this. And so expression is also healing and it's healing for me. It's therapeutic to be on your show, AJ, and with other shows. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. <clears throat> wonderful. Wonderful. A soldier, an author, an inspiring figure. And I'm sure that will continue to happen. Whoever reads about your story, learns about your story in this episode and many other episodes that you will continue to do. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Hey, thank you so much. Woo, AJ. Gotcha, man. <laughs> thank you.